You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 53. I'm John, and I know Jeff doesn't like that intro of having to do episode numbers based on his recent hosting, whereby he just goes, latest episode. I never actually realised, though, that other John doesn't do it either for the numbers. I think I've just always, as a habit, over the years, did, did done it. It's uh, Scott's fault, because he was one who made it a big deal for the podcast I'm doing with him. Aye. Episode numbers, we're not doing episode numbers. Aye, that's because Scott can't count. That's true. He's, he uses his fingers and his toes, so... That's what it is. So, hi, Jeff, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad yourself. Hi, good. Eh? I, just, I just thought I'd pick up on that, because usually I thought like to pick up on something me when I'm not on the podcast. You're on it, so aye, I'll, I'll blame other John. Uh, though he did say something nice about me the other day. He said top host, which was nice. I don't know if he was just being kind of good, good day, but uh, I was like, cheers. You're top of the top five hosts, are you? He said, no, what John said was John is the best host. He didn't clarify which John. Ah, right, okay. He said other John. He said said, say other John. So unless he's talking about himself in some kind of like, I don't think it would be a third person. I don't know what person it would be. Then uh, it must have been me. Unless it's a different podcast where there's a John that hosts a different podcast, maybe. Don't know. Erin, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Are you refreshed after like not having to watch football at the weekend? Yeah, do you know what? So nice. I had a lovely time this weekend. I went out for brunch. Um, I did watch some football, just like not rubbish. Um, I went going. You didn't have to go and it's I didn't have to go anywhere. Torture. Nope, I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to shape around and watch nonsense. Um, very, very good. Did it make you reassess your life? Yeah, highly recommend not bothering um with football. Yeah. Very satisfying weekend. Um and then we're we're back to it on Saturday, fortunately. Not fun. Aye. And unfortunately for listeners, there's no guest tonight. It's just regular, so apologies. Yeah, but that's nice for a change sometimes, isn't it? A change is as good as a rest. Yeah, and I th- well, it's not a rest for us because we're here. But I think that people that's like good. it. That's good. That was quick. That was quick. I like that. I think people like it because it's just a bit different, isn't it? And we chat about other stuff. We are yes. the top three, top three com- contributors to this podcast. That's what we are. Well, Josh, Josh made a good contribution and he's not even on it. So yeah. that's even up for debate. He's not on it, though. So. He's not. Yeah, Josh has got a good question. He has got a good question. Ask but, you listener. But we will, we'll save it because we're going to start off with like some stuff that's not... Well, it's interesting, but it's a bit kind of... Here we go. <laughs> right, so... I'll break my own rule by starting off by talking about an English situation with Chelsea, because I'll try not to talk too much about English football. However, it is impacting football in general, because it will have a knock-on effect, potentially, the whole Abramovich situation, and then who maybe then might take over, which by all accounts could be a case of you're just swapping from one dodgy owner to another dodgy owner yeah. which does happen regardless of nationality so we should state immediately this isn't a, a criticism yeah. of foreign owners, this is maybe just a criticism of not vetting people as they should the organisations love to say yeah we vet these people, we make sure that they are okay and fit for um, owning clubs but um, 
doesn't yeah. really happen much in England more so. Scotland though we have had situations whereby um, Rangers fans would probably testify more than most that maybe there's certain people that shouldn't have been in charge at certain times. I mean, yeah. To, to be fair, for the England thing, it's, I think it's more a case of the Premier League's issue rather than anything else. But, I mean, if you take England, if you take England's top flight owners out, there are 20 owners in top flight in England. Out of that top flight in England, 17 are either foreign-based, live in tax havens, absentee owners, or don't go, go, to, don't go to games. That then leaves you with three that are left over. Um two of which are professional gamblers, one of which was named in the Panama Papers and the final one's Delia Smith. Um, oh, then, we like Delia Smith, surely. Oh, no, I'm not going to... I wasn't going to slag Delia Smith, but what I was going to say is... Let's be having you. The, the, exactly, the club that's owned by Delia Smith uh, is, as everyone knows, is rooted stone-cold bottom to that division. So what that kind of shows is uh, if you want to be competitive in that division, then you can't necessarily have your moral compass might need to be somewhat moved. I'm not saying any of the owners are bad. I'm not saying any of the owners are overly good. Most of them are, if we're totally honest, fairly indifferent. Uh, but the Chelsea one is an issue, uh, especially at the minute. If you take Saturday, Sunday's game, it was, I highly recommend people read Jacob Steinberg's review, uh, match report in The Guardian, because it kind of gives you that that game between Newcastle and Chelsea and Newcastle was utterly depressing from a from a moral stance standpoint. You had Newcastle fans waving Saudi Arabia flags just a, a day after eighty one people were murdered uh, were executed rather uh, by the Saudi regime. In which Newcastle's manager was asked about that, and he said, "I just concentrate on football." Which every time you dodge that question, you're just making yourself look worse. Thomas Tuchel, on the other hand, has been fairly... He's come across fairly human in all the interactions that he's had. It's, yeah. it's been fairly depressing. The Chelsea one, apart from Chelsea fans singing Norman Abramovich's name, I did, as much as we all can sit back and realise how depressing that is, you, can, you do get why they are singing it. He did bring that club unrivaled success. It's wholly depressing, though. Overall, uh, to bring on to a Scottish club, though, which is obviously our task here, uh, the ownerships that we have in Scotland don't be quite good, realistically. I mean, we've got two genuine outright fan owned cl- uh, clubs, three, sorry, St. Lennon as well. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, none of our owners in Scotland, out with one, were named in the Panama Papers. That's another good thing compared to a lot of other countries. Uh, if people are wondering what the Panama Papers are, uh, which I probably assume people probably will be, I highly recommend that you, it, it's far too big a subject for us to go into here. None of us are, Aaron might be, but none of us are overly financial experts on the Panama Papers. But I recommend that you take a look at it. It's predominantly about business actions that were done in, through Panama uh, as an offshore account, effectively, uh, avoiding tax, taxation in multiple places. A lot of the people named in it are heads of state and stuff like that. But it's worth reading through it. You'll notice straight away which owner in Scotland was named in that in those papers. It's so that's a good thing for Scotland. We do have fan ownership. Scotland's also one of the few places where we've seen fan ownership not work in the form of Dundee. But you know, can't have everything. Um, and a lot of our owners are American, and we're seeing that a lot of them are trying to bring a lot of changes to football. 
And I think a lot of the owners, especially the American ones, are maybe getting a bit irritated at the number of barriers in front of them every time they try to do something uh, through legislation or, or whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, in England, it's depressing at the moment, especially with Newcastle and Chelsea. Um, but in Scotland, I think for the first time in a long time, we can sit back and be quite proud of ourselves in the way we've conducted our business. Because a lot of our owners, like I said, some are a fair few of them American, but we don't have any owners that appear to be using any of our clubs for anything other than just a football club. We don't seem to have any that are using it as a front for anything or soft power movement, geopolitical soft power movement, movements. We just seem to be... So Dave Cormack is not in the running for president of America? At some point, inside or outside of his own head is the question. You like that one, Jeff? Eh? Uh, Can you imagine, Big Dave. Uh, <laughs> Big Dave. He's got. He's got. A, he's got. A he's got the smile for it. He has got a smile for it. He could definitely do the shaking, the handshake of what he's like. I do like Dave. To be fair, I think. I mean. You, I, when we were coming up with this subject, we kind of had a wee topic, a wee discussion off air about much as maybe there's nothing seen or appears to be dodgy. The thing that we questioned that Aberdeen or some fans did is, and the big one was the Hernandez deal, which if the speculation is correct in terms of what money was exchanged for him, I don't think McInnes would have spent that money on him if he had been given the quoted amount was 800,000 right say that was a figure right might be true might not be true he would not have spent it I don't think on a player from outside Scotland mostly for the fact it wasn't a market we'd ever looked at before even outside the UK so there's times when you think right okay Cormac's obviously a fan of Aberdeen so that's a good thing right you've got a fan owning the club which I think is always good because if something goes tits up he's probably going to help out. However, when you get third-party investment and you've got people sitting on the board, what influence are they having on the decision-making at the club? Now, there's the argument that it brings good things because you need to balance it and say, if you're thinking about corporate and hospitality and investment, potentially... That's a good thing. Because we want to try and market Scottish football in a different way. We always complain we don't market our game well. So maybe we have to look at outside investment yeah. from abroad or other sources. As long as it's fit to pra- people that are fit to practice or fit to be there. Which it appears they maybe are. But Yeah, I mean, can't get bad owners that aren't from abroad as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I think for teams like Aberdeen, United, Dundee, uh, Hibs, I think the American ownership is really interesting in the, in the way that all of those clubs are, are trying their best to change a lot about Scottish football. And they're doing it from a more commercial point of view, which I think is the first time in a very long time that we've had... Um, not just one or two, but we've had one or two owners throughout history who have been keen to make those changes. The first time in a long time that we've had 
the owners of two or three bigger clubs combined to try and make a difference, um, which is always good to see. And we see even with the Hearts board as well, they're joining in, trying to make these changes. So it's interesting to see everything going on. Obviously, we've got that Deloitte, uh, that Deloitte is it investigation or uh, commission or whatever it is coming out. Hopefully, it comes out quite soon. Which will be quite interested to see how things could have been done differently. Um, it gives us an interesting perspective. The fear I think a lot of us have uh, in Scotland, in particular, is a slight innate distrust of people coming in and investing to our game, especially when it's our game. And rather, in England, since the Premier League came in, really foreign investment has been quite common, quite, and people got used to it and seen it happen, and they've seen the successes of it happening. Um, there's also obviously, there's obviously ones where it's not necessarily gone to plan, but I think it's gotten we're more distrusting because we are naturally a bit more distrusting towards anyone commenting on our game because, as we said at the start, we constantly look over the board. As have leagues throughout Europe constantly look over it, uh, English football uh, and compare themselves with English football. We do it probably more so than anyone else. And I think that we've got slight distrust of anyone coming over making that, like trying to make a difference to our game, especially as in England, as Alex Ferguson said, if you want to make a if you want if you want to make a small fortune in football, you need to have a big fortune to start off with. Yeah. And in Scotland that's even more so, especially in Scotland outside of two teams in particular, you wonder why anyone would do it. But I think we can quite quite pleased that we haven't had any uh, dodgy um, people come in attempt to do any that I've come across for any other reason than business realistically I mean we haven't got there's no chance of any slight political manoeuvrings or anything like that with anyone investing in Scotland to be aye as we like saying earlier it's not a kind of sick being xenophobic because if probably if you would say anything about owners in Scottish football that have caused problems it's mainly been Scottish businessmen or people what's Marson <laughs> uh, Dundee situation with the, the Mars uh, uh, Which didn't fair. end. It didn't end well. Giovanni De Stefano. If anyone watches the Devil's Africa, I highly recommend it. He did try to invest in the Dundee. He's the reason why at least one famous Dundee player came across for twelve games. But um, now, the Dundee reference was more. That's the example that we can use for fan ownership, not necessarily going as well as it should go. Um, I know. When Dundee fans starts, I, I am fully aware that there are loads of extra bits and that involved in that. It wasn't just a fan ownership, but I mean, yeah. Motherwell was it Boyle at the time? Yeah, it's going back a bit, but again, it's yeah, I mean, well, Clyde Bank part mostly because it's on the ground, to be fair. Airdrie, uh, these clubs are ones that have gone trouble. Not necessarily solely because of the owner, but the owners are very much an investment party in it. I think, uh, like I said, I think Scotland can be quite proud of the way our clubs are owned and ran. They are, yes, if they get a lot of stick, but they do have a fit and proper person's test, and it, it has worked in the past. And they do seem to take more care over it than they do in England from the outside at least and 
I know we like to stick it to the SFA as much as possible, but I think they do deserve a little bit of credit for, for the fact that they do do that kind of work. Wow. And also, I think the fan, a lot of fans deserve a lot of credit as well as fan ownership in Scotland. Because fortunately for us, and this is the fortunate thing, is because these transactions are happening and they're not massive figures realistically, um, they're physical figures as we've seen with hearts, the hearts that, that fan groups can reach uh, with that benefit, I think it gives us a little bit of reassurance in the back of our individual heads that our club, we could get our club back eventually, we could save it. Whereas in England, for Newcastle, for example, I think it was it's a £500 million or something like that. A fans group is not going to realistically be able to pull that money out of somewhere. Aye. Quickly. I think the heart situation, though, probably in terms of Scotland, because they're one of the better supported clubs, that does help in terms of fan ownership as such. But they do also have external backing. They do have money coming in that's pretty substantial that helps them out, which is good because I don't think you could just rely on fan ownership. It just uh, completely I think, at that level, I don't think it would work. I think you need to have people that are in board that do have that bit of money, extra cash flow, just in case, or to help you be competitive as well. I think it's gotten, we are slightly better off because, let's be honest, outside of two teams, there's a glass ceiling that the rest of the teams are not really going to be able to reach very easily, or break through rather. Um, yeah, I think fan ownership size of hearts, it works and they are quite sustainable. Like you said, they do have outside backing, which allows them to be more competitive than they would necessarily possibly be if it was solely fan ownership. But I think if they were completely fan ownership without any external backing, and every club has fans and supporters who will donate money to clubs um, every so often, that's that happens. But um, yeah, it's... I think overall it's a good thing. For everyone that we can sit back in, parts here might not be competitive, but would they rather not be competitive but still be a club? Absolutely. I suppose, I suppose it depends what you say is competitive because, as you say, glass ceiling, the only yeah. way that glass ceiling probably in this day and age would be challenged is by someone coming in with significant, like someone that the money doesn't matter to them, like they're yeah. multi billionaire, and it's just like, here you go, I want to just, I don't know, have a bit of an ego trip and make. Break Scottish football as it is just now. Yeah. Is anyone realistically realistically going to do that? Would we want it to happen? I think yeah. I think if you were a supporter of that club, you'd want it to happen to win the <laughs> win the league and get the enjoyment of that. Well, another Romanov character coming along. Well, you see, this is the problem: is that we've had people come along in the past that have effectively had a blank checkbook or attempted to convince us all that they had a blank checkbook, and on both. Of the prominent occasions that that's happened, the clubs, as soon as the money stopped, it was it, it stopped dead on its feet, uh, which is obviously a concern. I mean, the Gretna one is the absolute worst case scenario. Uh, I think Gretna 2008's board members and supporters deserve a loads of credit for what they've managed to achieve uh, since. Um, and that with Hearts, again, the Hearts fans. Um, the Hearts fans deserve nothing but absolute admiration for what they achieved as well uh, and what they've achieved going forward so 
yeah, we've seen it happen in the past when uh, a person's had lots of money come in with a blank checkbook and then stopped it. Um, similar to what's happened with Chelsea, it's a similar thing to what happened. Not completely the same, but obviously because it's sanctions and not anything else. But a similar thing happened, obviously, with Gretner in the form that an external party ended up taking over the run of the club uh, until the end of the season. The same thing happened with Gretner when they went bust. Obviously, it wasn't the government, it was the SPFL. Uh, sorry, it was the SPL actually at the time. Um, I don't think the same outcome will happen at the Chelsea. I think uh, they've got a sizable support. They might drop down a few divisions, but they're not going to go bust or anything like that. But you think that will ha- that will happen? That will drop down divisions? Surely they're just going to get another. They, they they are an asset to somebody else. I mean, the latest is if we're talking about dancing with the devil, it's now talk speculation that it's going to be Saudi owners that. Yeah. And is that going to be the position? I mean, I suppose from us we can look at and go. Yeah, we don't. We, we almost kind of look at it as if it's a different world. English football. It's not football. It's a business. It's business. Yeah. I know. I know football. Probably all football is business, but our game still seems as if it's not quite reached that kind of level whereby it's purely a business. There's still that element of it's Scottish football don't ever change. Yeah, it has a purity about it that we don't have any. That doesn't exist in England anymore. Realistically, even if you look into Championship, there's very few very few owners that are from the UK. Um, if your club's owned by an investment company, then it's an investment company, so they'll be wanting a return at some point. Um, particularly in Scotland, you're not going to get that, so you don't really have it happen very often. Uh, whereas in England, it, it does happen, especially in the second tier, which then leads to bigger issues down the line. Uh, I think someone will buy um, Chelsea, I suspect so. Yeah, it, it, someone's going to buy it. I mean, it's location alone, it's worth millions. Yeah, um, someone I think the fan own thing's difficult because I think it's hard to get from where, I mean, I think it's not a case of, right, the club's for sale, so we can get the fans to buy it. That's not how it's going to work. And a lot of the projects and stuff are a long time making party this are moving towards fan ownership Morton they? Okay. yeah it's Barcelona fan, Barcelona's fan owned yes it is Aye. and it's but Aye. I mean but, but for the money Bas- but I've got a thing about Barcelona I think Joe, uh, Jeff's about the same Barcelona are a kid on that they're just like righteous football club we don't have prior to them having no sponsorship in their shirts and then I don't really buy it. They like went into bed with like what Qatari always. Uh Barca's current issue is that they are fan owned, which is their major issue at the minute. They've got to try and chuck off. If you look at the leaders' counts today, they got Barca have got to chuck off 144 million pounds off their wage bill for the start of the next season. They're still buying players. Uh ah, this because there's a there's a system in Spain where if you can show to them that you're making the savings, so see if you made a saving of four million pounds to keep the teams competitive and allow you to build a team the league have a rule but if, if you save four million pounds you can spend one million of that pounds on a player or on wages or whatever that you can reinvest because you're showing that you're still making savings the problem for Barcelona is Barcelona has now realised that the outside investments that they've been looking for they can't get through because of their sponsorship system the way the club's set up uh, so they're attempting to move into being effectively a normal private company uh, and 
it doesn't seem likely to happen because you've got members of Barcelona that have been members. It's like um, it's like a share issue, but slightly more valuable. Uh, members of Barcelona that uh, the members are never going to vote it through to lose that right to have a control and aspect of their club. Um, then you've got Spotify get involved. Yeah, I mean, if you speak to any person who's ever made music, they tell you what they think of Spotify. Exactly. Uh, I, but, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of Barcelona at all. I think they. Yeah. And um, the draws out for the cup. Oh, uh, and what, 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 this, what cup? Oh, <laughs> the one that, they, the one that we're not bothered about. I, I, I saw it earlier. The South Challenge Cup. I, I saw it. Tal- yeah, the cup that we're not interested in. Remember, we didn't fancy this year. Draws out. Interesting draw. Not the draw I expected. It's no hot balls. Uh, no hot no, balls. No, obviously not. Oh, oh. seven days worth of Premier Sports at the like two know. derbies. Everyone will have seen the draw by this time, but yeah. maybe people will be like trying to avoid the draw so they'll listen to the podcast and get it breaking news. Oh, yeah, okay. So um, if you don't want to know the draw yet either and you're still saving it, let's stop listening now. Yeah. But we are giving enough time for folk to like go out the room. Like, whereas yeah, so you watch that you in the go, news. You don't want to hear what the draw is. You you're avoid... saving yourself for, I don't know, it's to like... wait and see the day before. It's... Two derbies. There we go. That's, that's good. <laughs> Who's at home? Interesting. That, that honestly, that's good. That's good. Premier Sports are going to be crying over that. They'll be like, they're oh, going yes, to be... yes, 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 we've achieved that goal. No, <laughs> they'll, be, no. they'll be raging because now what's the final? Oh, yeah, the final won't be over like, I don't Aye, get... but it'll still have one yeah. of the teams. So... It'll still have one of their faves in it. I remember last season when it was all four other teams in the semis, you just tell someone at Premier Sports was Googling, like, what is Livingston? I think the gender awesome. doesn't them games on. Someone told to me. It, it doesn't oh. massively annoy me insofar as I know why they do it, they do it to make money, and they're the two clubs that make the money, particularly in relation to away games. I get that. Um yeah. and I just I simply just don't give them any money because yeah. I'm not going to do that. I think they're selling it's the same as Sky Sports. They are selling what people want to watch, realistically. In terms not- of numbers of people who want to watch it. There is an argument that, I suppose, from a business point of view, it makes sense. If they show Rangers and Celtic away games, how many tickets are Rangers and Celtic getting? A few thousand at most grounds? Yeah. And they've got another 47,000 people paying a tenner to watch at home. If you show, I mean, pretty much all of the clubs, really, Hearts and Hedgehog, get more of a, well, Hearts, I suppose, more of a looking, but um, they want the money. And if you are a Celtic or Rangers fan who and there'll be lots of them who don't have season tickets, so they've got about 50,000, there'll be plenty of them who don't have season tickets. You want to watch the games, um, particularly given that you've been able to watch a bit more during COVID with the three o'clock thing lifted. Premier Sports will show all those Elder Rangers games because that is numbers of people who will pay for it. So I, in a business sense, it doesn't really bother me. I find it a little embarrassing when Sky Sports particularly just don't get about Scottish football. Yeah, if you're going to show it, you really need to... I expect the badge to be right, and I'd like you to do the manager is. I don't have to press <laughs> Uh, do I have a depressing start? It is two years since we started talking about how COVID has impacted football as of yesterday. Yeah, football got stopped 13th of March. Two years past Friday. Aye, but 13th of March. Yeah, so, so the Friday was the Motherwell game. Yep. And then, yeah, the Aberdeen's Motherwell game got put off on the Friday night. So, and then everything else closed like this weekend, wasn't it? Uh, happy, happy COVID anniversary. Oh, yeah. 
Do you know what? I watched a lot of German football because the Bundesliga was the first league to come back on and it was really decent. We did a sweep um, amongst some people at my work and it was actually really good fun. See, in terms of the Bundesliga, which team did you pick to support? Bayern. Oh. I picked Bayern because I picked them in the Jersey. Was it because of the Jersey or just because you thought? I picked Bayern because we had a a complicated sweep system. So everyone was allocated a number. There was like 16 teams in the they're just like an 18 uh, league. 18, I think. 18. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, and we did a La Liga one as well when it started. So everyone got given a number, and then your number got drawn out of a hat. When your number was drawn, you got to pick who you wanted to be your team. Who did you get for the draw? Why? Well, like a celebrity. Took, I got picked. No, I got no, picked like, first out of the hat. No, but so did I you get a celebrity in to do the draw. Like, did someone come in and do the draw for you? Or was it? You must have celebrity clients. My, um, my boss did the draw and filmed himself doing it. It was all very legit. Right, and I got yeah. picked first to pick. So I picked Bayern. Oh, and everyone said... Right. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, but listen. Listen. So I picked Bayern and everyone said stupid pick because it wasn't just a who's going to win it because by that point, pretty obvious. And most people aren't going to be... You're not going to have any interest from the people who are bottom team. What's the point? Was pick it not a blind? Team. Was it not blind? Did you... Like so a you were given a number. Yeah. And then when your number got picked, you got to pick your team. So that no, no, that, that's choice. not a sweep. No, that's not a Wait, sweep. Wait, I'm not no, finished though. No, no. I'm not finished. So no. the reason it was done like that is because you got to pick your team. But it's not just as straightforward as pick a team in the league. Because obviously a lot of those teams mathematically couldn't win the league by that point. There was nine games to go. There was a handicap system based on oh, points oh. to ensure that there was still something in it for even the bottom team. Right, and who worked out? Was it just based on the league position at a time? Yeah, so each team was allocated and it kind of turned it round quite a bit. And in order, everyone said, you're stupid picking Bayern. You, you've done it because they're top. That's ridiculous. Because they would have to win all nine of their games and they smashed it. All nine done. Uh, yes, I like that. That's about so that was quite good. We did up. the same for La Liga. It just meant that there was a bit of interest because if you picked a team that was bottom, actually, they could still amass more and end up doing better. Right, okay. Quite I good fun. Good. But it was good because I watched a lot of the Bundesliga. I liked it. Watched like quite it a lot anyway. of La Liga. I like getting away Bundesliga. I probably got into it then because it was the only football that was on. And I think certainly now that we are back to hopefully maybe a bit more normal, that hopefully like there'll be more accessibility to, I think, sports in other countries. I think that is something people want to watch here, and I'm hoping that the broadcasters look at that. Well, they do. The problem there is is there's too many broadcasters in terms of subscriptions. Well, we can talk about that another time because that's why our podcast net itself. But we do bring up Germany, which is good. That ties in nicely with our fan ownership. Uh, the wheels of connections that keep on turning. I know, like it. German football's like, really well done. It's so good for the fans. Did you get the script? Was that just like off the cuff improvisation? Yeah. That. Um, I think German football is very good with their um, fans, and I think there is a lot of good um, being done there to get fans engaged and interested, encourage people to go. Pricing's really good. Pricing in Scotland's getting a little bit mental. We're charging twenty nine pounds for Hibs away fans at Shawdrons. Actually, that's a disgrace. Uh, I that's. I mean, I'm not, it's not insofar as the market sets the price. You pay that for other places. I was 30 quid at Hibs before Christmas. Hearts is 31. Um, and, you, and you can pay for that. You can have the privilege of a restricted view at Celtic Park. 
You're thirty pounds at Celtic Park to see to not, pitch, to not yeah. see. That's good at yeah. it. Thirty two pounds Ibrox, which remains most expensive. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> It is, but they are all get they're all much and much the same, to be honest. £29 is mental, but obviously the view is well, people will pay that. Problem is, I think, is that you price out your so your way fans will go regardless, largely. You'll get to see a drop in numbers of teams doing badly. Certain games and times will have less fans, but largely people will go as the same people. But home games, if you're pricing at £29, I think you're missing the point of actually getting numbers in Quick as opposed question. to just money. Quick question on that. If you could do one thing to get more people to go, because let's face it, we do have actually well-supported crowds based on their population. But what's one thing you would do to get more people to football at the, in Scotland? I think you probably need to look at, I think the price thing is probably a big thing. You want people to take their kids because that's your future generation of fans. And it's expensive for, you know, especially if you have, if you have a couple who both want to go and they've got two or three kids, you're looking at what's that ninety quid? Yeah, it's maybe a ton just just to go to get. It's a it's a it's a weird one. This so the pricing is quite high, but we've got no evidence to prove lowering of the pricing. There's a lot. We've got tiny little samples, but we've not got anything consistent over a season because, strangely enough, no club willing to take a hit over an entire season. Uh, I think the family one, which is a, a very very good point is um, the atmosphere inside a lot of grounds. We in Scotland are incredibly, amazingly talented at making ourselves look bad or concentrating the bad things that happen. And I know rather lately this is going to sound like a contradiction, but um, we need to do something where it makes the atmospheres inside the grounds more friendly, to be quite frank. I mean, I've got a, a daughter and I would take it to a United game, yes, However, I would be reluctant to take it to certain United games. And I'm not on about the swearing, right? Because I'll be honest with you, people who claim that they don't hear swearing when they walk down the street and off the head, you can go on a bus it and is, you'll yeah. hear it. It's brutal. But right? also, you end up getting. So when they used to have the family stand at Aberdeen, I was in there once, very last minute for the Celtic game. <laughs> and all it is, is parents swearing, and then other parents swearing at other parents swearing, or swearing in front of their kids, yeah. and having a fight about it. They've heard these words before. Yeah. If you can't teach your child not to repeat them, that's a that's a discipline issue with yeah. you. Like they've heard this at school, it's nonsense. And I honestly, yeah. I, I think people get very, very on their high horse about it. And I don't think in the grand scheme of things it's that bad. I've heard a lot worse said. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Go on the train, go on a bus, go go out, just sat outside. You'll hear worse than you'll hear at the top of the ground. The only difference is that a certain stuff that's at the grounds between certain fan sets that I really wouldn't take it to. I don't think it's right. Which, um, which, which games are you talking about? One of the semi-finals have both of these sets of fans. <laughs> this is like a pause where I like it's like there's a thought bubble above us all going hmm. It's going to break the news. Nah, it's um, that, to be honest mate, when you've been at games like we've all been at games right? I've, been at, I've been at United away games and I've heard Songs that you sit and you think to yourself, what are you doing? And you guys would have heard it at Aberdeen away games and you're sitting there, you, you sort of put your hand on your head sometimes and just think, oh, come on guys, just keep it less. But I won't take it to games that involve Rangers and Celtic because I think both of them um, have songbooks that are 
to say that 100 years old would be putting them out of date, they're three, 400 years old. It's utter bollocks. And I've seen an internet uh, a tweet uh, conversation earlier, which weirdly, uh, other John was on, in which someone, so Rory Hamilton for the, between the Dundee and Ames game apologised for some swearing being caught on the microphone. And they commented underneath basically tagging him in it and every other journalist in the Dundee area, saying, why weren't they apologising for sectarian songs? And Rory Hamilton, to be fair to him, it is not his fault. Like, he is not, he gets told by producers, you need to apologise for, for the swearing. He can't control what's brought through on that microphone. And I think the problem that we've got when it comes to TV work in particular um, is I don't think the producers realise how bad sectarianism is or what is and isn't sectarianism, which I think is the issue that kind of comes across, especially on the telly. So you have it on Sky Games and you'll have it on Premier Sports. And I'm not saying that the producers aren't from Scotland. Maybe they just don't realise them those songs are... Do you think that is the case, though? Or is I think it not it's just part a case of, the problem, of yeah. the problem is that the authorities in Scotland, and I mean the football authorities, have never really done anything about it. And that that's the problem. It's the same as weirdly fan violence in Argentina, right? If you if there's fan violence all the time in Argentina, right? And if you listen to anyone who's ever covered any South American football, they will tell you the exact same story. What Argentina are fantastic at is talking about these problems, but never actually doing anything about them. And it's kind of getting to the point in Scotland where we're doing the exact same. Like the football authorities uh, say it's a police matter. The police say it's a government matter. The government say it's a football club's matter. The football clubs say it's an association matter. And what happens is a spectacular spin, a death spiral goes on and on and on and on. And more and more people get irritated with it. And we'll get Rangers fans who will phone up, phone ins up and down the land complaining that they get 2,000 seats but half the home stands empty and not the home attendances when they're in the South up. I, I don't know for Aberdeen but I know for United in particular the attendance seems to be noticeably down in the home fans and people have never really ever wanted to bother to put two and two together like we know why you ask any of those fans that aren't there they'll give you the exact they'll give you the, the answer of because of who they're playing and it's not the team that they're playing they don't care about losing well obviously you do but you don't lose the game losing the game it is what it is um, but was that the police yeah. there like coming along ah, the over? I had a side in there I live next to the police station nah uh, <laughs> it's um, as you can tell see they don't know when you're recording and it's very rude so I'm going to tweet them later uh, nah it's um, tweet and say how are Scotland we were, we were talking about sectarianism on the podcast and what should be done about it is that you making a wee sound? Are you coming down to... Are you going to join us? Uh, Imagine, yeah. like, we got a live, live response. Uh, it's it's just depressing. And it, as a parent, it, it's the one games I wouldn't take it to. I take it to any... I take it to Derby. I take it to playing Aberdeen. Wouldn't bother me one iota. But that game in particular, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go take it to. It's just uh, those yeah. games, rather. It's not needed and we know what the problem is and you don't do anything about it like it's, it's not hard see on that one then right as so I've said before I never get taken to games when I was younger I didn't have any football people family wise that supported so Aaron what age did you start going to the Torgy five or so um, what was your dad's situation standpoint on going to certain games didn't go that? to Rangers for a long time um, and I went to Celtic Park 
a lot before I went to Ibrox. Um, I still don't particularly like it there and I can see why people aren't keen. I think what's interesting when you speak about kind of whose responsibility is it, is that in, what was it, two seasons ago? All over the place. COVID's made, like, who knows what year was it? Um, But yeah, pre-COVID, where they were playing games in Europe and having large sections of their stand closed because UEFA weren't going to accept something that goes on week in, week out. And I mean, you can't say no one hears it. You can't say no one cares about it. And so the question is, why will no one do anything about it? And money again, really, isn't it? It's interesting then that UEFA know what sectarianism is. UEFA were straight onto that every time. Yeah. They got. They had a warning. Yeah. They then had a section of their stand closed. They then had a bigger section of their stand closed. And I think did COVID was that the season that COVID cut into? Yeah. And it was, I mean, they were getting to the point where they were going to end up with no fans in at all. Yeah. Because, you know, UEFA had said, this can't happen, stop this. And no one was listening. Do you think, say for example, right, let's look at if the SFA or the SPA or whatever, and they said, right, this is a situation. You said, on a warning. First of all, because you'd probably have a warning in the first case, right? They would go through the whole... Like you're at work and you get three strikes and he's out type thing. Would fans listen, do you think, if they thought they can't go to games? Say for example, right, let's put a scenario right. We've got Rangers Celtic coming up. What, 4th of April? 3rd of April. And it's three games away. Say it's three games away, which it might actually be roughly. Maybe not quite. Yeah, it will and be. They, it's the last they, one and, before and they, the second last two games away. And they get the threat that, right, okay, suspended, sentence, warning, whatever, behind closed doors. And it's the fans' fault. This one. Not COVID, but fans. Yeah. Imagine, would, would there not then be an uproar? Because like, let's face it's hard to say, focus say it's a minority or whatever, right? But the, the fans that don't sign these songs, surely they are then going to be raging at the fans that are sending these inappropriate songs. I don't want to tie too many people with the same brush, um, but you hear often when people do call this out, and like, are they not true football fans? Firstly, they are. You don't pay 30 quid to go to Dundee away on a Sunday evening if you're not a real football fan. Um, you don't pay 30 quid to go to Dundee full stop if you're not a real football fan, to be honest. Um, I think the problem is is we in Scotland are very, not so much in Scotland, worldwide, if something's been done wrong, we'd rather say it's a minority rather than anything else. And the problem is, is it probably is a minority of people actually singing the crap. The problem is that no one ever calls out this vocal minority. We get one or two good people do it. We had a couple, we had Josh, for example, who this morning was calling out people for singing the song. He deserves a lot of credit and a lot of praise because you can guarantee when the first thing said to Josh, well, then you're not a real Rangers fan. And we've seen it with uh, allegations of racism happening at Ibrox in particular. I feel bad that we're kicking, we seem to be kicking in Rangers. It's not just Rangers Celtic. So the problem is that a lot of stuff lately has been at, at Ibrox in particular. Um, we've seen incidents where people have said that they were racially abused and people have instantly turned and said, Well, you're not a Rangers fan, uh, is a defence. Uh, or worse, we have this wanton ability to do what about as soon as something's brought up 
So the other day when Aberdeen were playing at Ibrox, um, there was obviously very much uh, people aggravated by the friendly in Sydney, making references to that, making references to a Celtic in an ongoing court case, uh, and then singing their songs. And what you've seen as a line of defence is the fact that one Aberdeen fan was a tip and made a, uh, made a post. Like, yes, it was equally as despicable. Like, it's still despicable, so it shouldn't have done it. But because someone else did a despicable act, does not dismiss your despicable act. Like it yeah. doesn't make what you did better. It doesn't make the yeah, the, the what about you is people. actually terrible. Do we yeah. think? Do we think then the issue because we we've seen then the other the other leagues, the lower leagues, we've seen incidents of racism from supporters, yep. and it's been easier to so called like easier to identify who it was, and usually it's been fellow fans actually saying, by the way, this guy or Women, whatever, whoever's doing it, is a dick. Yeah. Now, at a larger ground, is it maybe do the fans see it as more difficult to call out? Uh, possibly because it's maybe not an individual. It's yeah. maybe a bigger number, and then you're trying to call out I mean, a group of people. I've seen. Uh, in England, I don't I don't go Ibrox enough to justify this, right? So but I know in England they've trialed and a lot of clubs have brought in effectively the same things you get on railway and train carriages these days, which is a text yeah. number where you can report the location yeah. of what's been said to this text number and then stewards or police or whatever will come along and, and basically intercept the problem. I don't know if they do that at Range of the South. I know it's been rumoured in the past uh, people could tell us uh, the away and they don't have it. I can tell you that much. I've seen oh. it. Ha- I saw it happen once at a Talbot Covenant game, whereby the police had the the video monitors on because there'd been trouble about trouble at a previous game, so they thought, right, next time let's try and hopefully prevent it by fans knowing that they were on video if anything yeah. was untoward. I mean, you take so this season so far, Edinburgh City have banned a sizable number of people because of antisocial behaviour. I don't think any of that was racism. I think I was like setting off flares and dozy stuff like that. Albion Rovers did the same when the player was racially abused. Albion Rovers banned, I think it was 12 or 10 or 12. Uh, and these were youngsters as well. These weren't like these weren't like people in their 40s. I think these these were actually genuinely actually kids that were banned uh, by the club for effectively racism. Uh, we've seen it at Morton, we've seen it a few places as well where clubs have basically stepped in and, and, and stopped it. I think in the lower leagues. It's easier to do, but I think sometimes it's worse in the lower leagues because of the lesser numbers um, and the type of abuse that it is. Whereas the sectarian stuff out with two teams, really, we don't. This doesn't really happen that many places, um, which I think makes it slightly difficult because it's easy to get rid of ten to twelve younger people than it is an entire section of supporters singing those songs. Um, so I think it's part of the problem that we all have as well. Do you think that comes down to policing there and stewardship? Or do the clubs need to do more? I think the clubs need to do... It's quite weird, right? So the two main England sections of both Rangers and Celtic have had complaints that the clubs have given them warnings for. But at the same time, the clubs are very keen to do marketing with those aforementioned... Um, People, 
Uh, and you see a lot of the pictures, a lot of the, the, the social media content is with those supporter groups, which I think makes the issue uh, a wee bit worse. I, I don't know. I suppose it leads on to the well, behaviour, not just at the weekend in other grounds, but over the season, maybe since COVID, it seems to be there's a rise in inappropriate fan behaviour at different places, whether it's inside the ground, outside the ground. Um, what's the whole was it boys will be boys was the thing that was a lot of people were saying about the incident at the train station between the was it Morton and Partick Thistle wasn't it which was quite in a way an amusing video but and the other flip side not that amusing because if someone had got hold of those kids you, then it could have been a, a very sorry situation for the kids yeah, I mean, to be fair, the, the amusing part of that video was that up the, the bit up to when that boy realised he'd made a mistake and the fact that a train door opens as well as closes. But uh, it's just a bit, it's just one of the things, just sort of thing. Yeah. Right, so I get why the guys ran at him. Uh, from what the video shows you, I don't think anything physical occurred. I don't think they were going to do anything. I think it was just one of those. I like, think it was just to scare them off, which is... Felt, yeah, felt like we spoke about playing Chappie before when you were younger, which is probably yeah. not right. Yeah, probably if, exactly anybody, so. if any adult had got you I think they would have just been telling them, don't do it again you do have the fear that you would never do it again you'd be like right okay it's just a case yes, of, sir. yes sir yeah it's just a case of the fear let's be honest but I think at the same time it's just getting a bit it's not it's, let's be honest it's never going to be as bad as it was in the 80s 70s and early 90s so that's the thing it's just a bit it's a bit mental that I think it sort of seems to have skipped Almost a generation, where the, the, and that video you're referencing, right? They were genuine kids. Like there's no, there's no denying that they are genuine yeah. kids. And you, you see with the Albion Rovers thing that I mentioned earlier, they were equally genuine kids as well as with the Edinburgh City one, uh, which is good because we see it's good to have young people coming in supporting their local teams because for years we had it where that, that never happened. Um, but it's a bit weird how there seems to be a. I don't know whether it's a slight fascination that there is at the minute with hooligan elements, especially in Europe with the ultras and stuff. I felt like it. But uh, ultra, ultra, I think what people forget about ultras is ultras doesn't just mean that they are hooligans. Ultras uh, can just be a group of fans that are, I suppose, vocal or visual in terms of making noise and being uh, colourful. One um, of the best ones is in the barn. I think people may have seen the video clips from them. They're really good. Yep. There's not been much. They did a bit in Youth from the Terrace about yeah. them. Yeah. And Livy have got a, a group as well. And Hamilton have got a, the Hamilton group people may remember from that weird documentary about a decade ago. But um, Motherwell. At the, yeah, the Motherwell ones. You don't. They, though they've had a few incidents where. Complaints about player uh, fans on the pitch and all that type of thing. Was it not? Was it Motherwell Aberdeen? I think did they not try and goad Aberdeen fans into coming uh, on the pitch kind of thing? No, we can't be goaded into things. What's that? No, we would never be goaded into anything. No, I'm saying, but there was a lot at the cup tie. I think there was some boy in a like. With his top off, conducting like their little like fan bit, it was very bizarre. Yeah, it was like a little exciting. The Livy game, there was fans on the pitch, although that was excitement because we got a goal. Aye, but more the behaviour than like the aspect. There is an, there is an element creeping back in. So what what's causing it? Is it society? I think it might I mean, be. I suppose you go, 
like the way it's year they've been locked in. Uh, that might that might be part of the reason. Uh, maybe a bit of societal thing. Maybe the fact that a lot of that sort of like ultra thing, which as you said, like ultras in Europe are different to ultras in in like the UK. In the UK, we think of ultras more as hooligans, whereas in Europe, these people are seeing them as bringing the atmosphere, bringing um, making political statements, whatever it may be. And I think it's just a bit of crossed wires where some of these kids have seen the ultra stuff in Europe with the flares and, and, and stuff. Um, they try to recreate it, but it's a bit difficult to recreate that the Barton or Airdrie or wherever you may be. Um, and also, when you get a group of people like that together, it kind of, it's, um, it's kind of like a mixture of, when you have a group of people together, you then have people watch that group of people together and those people within that group know they're being watched so they get more agitated. The people watching them see they get more agitated so they get more agitated and it kind of it boils up a few times. I think it's also uh, the fascination with the hooliganism that we had in these 70s and 80s. Now, I don't think it'll ever get back to being as bad as that because that's just outright, it was just mental. But I think there's a fascination with that and um, think a lot of these situations, a lot of the younger ones are being led on by older ones who aren't getting involved in the dodgy stuff as they know it's dodgy, but are facilitating uh, these younger people to go down that road. I think that's part of the issue. I mean, I don't want to sound depressing because like, it is good, especially if you've got the Dumbarton. I, I know a few Dumbarton fans that get irritated with the bloody drum, <laughs> which I think we all do at most games. Uh, but at the same time, you still you still got the mind. And the Barton the other week had for their young their young fans, they had a pizza. They had, before the game, they had some pizzas put brought in for them and met a couple of players. That's the sort of stuff. Oh wait, 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 how did they eat our pizzas? Well, probably with their hands. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if everyone would have been there, it'd have been a less <laughs> etiquette. But... Imagine that. That would have, that would, that would. Yeah, we like talking about bad, older bad influences. Erin would have been in about about the Dumbarton young team. Showing them her way of eating pizza and yeah. they go off the rails. Never mind no, bad wouldn't. dog, never mind butt fast, backward pizza eating. No, they'd be yeah. thinking this is really sensible. Yeah, this is great. I think we'll send you in. Maybe next time to Barton are getting pizzas, we'll send you in a wee experiment and see how many of them decide to go and copy what you do. Because they'll look up to you oh, as like a, an elder, uh, like a, a role model. I think you're right. I mean, we could get this arranged. This could be like a skit. Maybe we'll ask, like, because you're not on the TV. Yeah. But we'll ask you from the terrace. Can we get Aaron in with the Dumbarton? I can't remember their name. But the Dumbarton, we'll tell them we're your team, right? So, so yeah. We like your team. And get pizzas and see what happens. It's like a social experiment, actually. Yeah, this and I'll could, say, this look, this is a pizza. not about anymore. So maybe this could be the, the new reality TV programme. Love Island, folk are bored with Love Island now. Folk are bored with, I don't know, what, what other reality programmes are there? Shitly. Aye. Eat, eating pizza with Erin. <laughs> like that girl who does that chicken shop thing. Although I'm not her biggest fan. Him? There's like a, like she introduced celebrities in a chicken shop. Oh, we don't tell you that is. But what? 
There's a girl who interviews celebrities and she does it in a chicken shop. A chicken shop? Yeah, like a like a KFC, but not like a non-brand chicken shop. Oh, cut his chicken. chicken well, we can't name too many. We can't, if we're going to name any chicken shops, it needs to be KFC, and that would be, if KFC wanted to contact us. If KFC wanted to sponsor the podcast, that's totally I'm fine. All, all over it. Free Zyna Tal Burgers, please. It depends. It depends on which KFC it sponsors, because some of them have really good chicken heater uppers, and some of them do not. Aye, I'll tell you the secret. Right, so I've always <laughs> done this. Here's a, Exclusive. Here's a tip, right, for everyone, not just your team, old team. The thing you do, mm-hmm. right? So BK used to always say, have it, was it, get it your, the way, oh, what was it? Something along the lines are, uh, get it your way, the way you want it, so you could customise it. The secret is always ask for it without one ingredient, and then you get it fresher. What do you get KFC, but you haven't been taken out? Take the lettuce out or something like that. Like say no <laughs> lettuce or say no whatever. I say just buy chicken more often than not. I, I, it's not failed me. It will be fresh. It will be cooked. It won't be a reheat. So yeah, there's a there's a tip. Also, same with McDonald's. If you say you don't want salt on your chips, you'll get fresh chips. So as they eat. salt them when they cook them. That's it. I mean, that's it. This is the type of thing that you should be teaching at schools. Never mind, never mind. Four plus four is nine. Mm-hmm. Life one. skills, life skills. Yeah, so that's McDonald's hack. Life oh hacks. It's an episode of Life Hacks. What do you buy? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, other life hacks. So, if you want to meet celebrities, Go to this closing is, galas. Go to closing galas of film festivals. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. No, this is fine. Let's nice. get this one in. Oh, I'm surprised they never asked me straight away, to be honest. This I'm, was je- I'm genuinely so jealous. This was exciting. I feel like now, you know, I like there's a Kevin Bacon game. We had a Kevin Bacon film game where, like, you're the, you link people to Kevin Bacon within like six moves. Yeah, it's like the six degrees of separation. Yeah, I'm now like one... Am I even one degree of separation? What, Kevin Bacon? No, not Kevin... Well... I wish it had been Kevin Bacon. I, 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 could get to, I probably... I'm, I'm pretty sure we could get to Kevin Bacon through my, my new... I'd rather not bother. I'm not a fan. I mean, Are you on... You're not on EE? No, no I'm, I'm not a fan of any of me. I don't believe it's supporting Kevin Bacon. Okay. Um, who, who is... Who is one of our dream podcast guests? This could be like one of those, like, listeners can, like, think, right? We could play a game to try and get the listeners to guess. So, at first clue, like, you know how you have it, you play the game at Christmas with the names on your head? So, kid on, the name's on my head of the person. But we know who it is. Yeah, no. (laughs) So, you're playing the game. Well, okay, fine. You have the first clue to the listeners. (laughs) <laughs> well, so you want me to play a pretend game of 20 questions with you and so I know who the person Both is you. let's go for it yeah but, but you, know, get, you know who the it, person is I don't this is okay. role play role all right this play. is a right is it um is it a man yes did I star in line of duty no no wait a minute oh for fuck's sake you just killed the game killed the game that's the game smashed it oh. got it in two oh. boom oh. Oh. just a role play so you're role playing as if like try and give the 
the oh, listeners right. a, ch- a chance. A like Did I want oh. to play football for a Scottish team? Yes. Well, Did I once play football for Aberdeen? Kind of. I know you didn't say yes or no. So it's Am I, do I live in America? Sometimes. Is it Dave Cormack? No, because he's not yet played for Aberdeen, to my knowledge. Do, I reckon maybe just la- last game of the season. <laughs> last game of the season. Yeah, nothing Dave nothing Cormack. at stake. Nothing at stake because we're bought, we're like got four. Ten, got four. Ten. Oh, you're back on the, you're back on the, the optimistic bus. No, no, I can't remember. I just hate it. You can't decide what, what bus you're on now. Um, um, so, okay, do I have a wife? Yes. Do you want the answer to that? Um, do I... Am I Scottish? Yes. Do I sometimes do a different accent in a programme? Yes. Have I been on a programme that was on last week on ITV, Monday to Thursday, called Our House, based on the book by Louise Candlish? Very good. Yes. That is a good book, to be fair. Uh, TV show was well done as well, by the way. I thought the ending was a bit sketchy. Have you read the book? I've not. No, pro- no, it was good. Um, what I liked is that, without spoiling it for anyone who's not watched it, it's genuinely really good. What I liked is that in the book, it's very easy for them to do the twist because you don't see the person. Yeah. So oh, it's much harder on TV to do it, but I think they played it quite well. Another spoiler for folk that have not seen it, it's not about madness. Correct. <laughs> it's based on um, a book that is actually quite a good, um, quite easy watching. It's like four parts. Good. Um, am I in... Um, was I in a programme filmed in Glasgow that was on BBC called The Nest? Yes. Oh, I, feel oh. your, I feel your knowledge of this... This celebrity is love him. Top notch. Yeah. So um I was very jealous when I saw that photo. I was like, no, surely not. Did you speak to him? So the situation, we were at the oh, closing, but yeah. it's at the closing gala. You're sitting there. Yeah, that's, and, that's a hard no, isn't it? New, <laughs> new age. I shouted at him from a custom dude. I'd have there. gone straight over. No, you could You was there. You could. Uh, there was a lady in a flowery blouse. I'd have been shoving her and I'd have been straight in. You know who I am. <laughs> uh, we're talking about fan behaviour at fit, fan behaviour at films, fan behaviour at football. You're like fan behaviour at films, first person to get ejected before the film starts. Well, I wouldn't get ejected. I was just going to give it a shot. I'm going to like no. hurt it. I'm just going to uh, gently manoeuvre out the way. So, oh, hi, Martin. It's nice to see you. How are you? Today? giving it away again. No, I saw. Um, he so was there at Could be Martin Coons. A, re- a showing of his <laughs> debut Kent. film. So he was at the debut showing of his debut film. Martin Freeman. He's not Scottish. Neither's other one. Bloody oh, hell, He's not Scottish. Great. Martin Clean's the one who was in that Doctor program. Uh, and behaving badly to the older listeners. Yeah. Can't remember uh, if I was younger I listeners. Doc Martin do. is it? Doc Martin. Doc Martin. That? That's the one. I know. Oh, no, oh, no, wait, I know what you wear on your feet. Nah, it's and Martin Doc Freeman. Martin Freeman's the one from but, Sherlock. Oh, love actually. I love actually. Yeah, and and Sherlock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and Martin Kemp's from EastEnders. And there's a weird documentary series. Yeah, is that not Ross Kemp? Although it is Ross Kemp, my Mark Kemp. Oh, yeah. Mark, Ross Kemp Mark. on gangs you're thinking of. Yeah, we've Mark. done like we've done. We've now gone down like a media path. This is like if we name as many media people, we'll maybe like the media top five Martins. Actually, it's top yeah, five. Oh, top this five is a Here we go. Well, I, yeah. right, Martin okay. 
So yeah, I'm like first person to move now from uh, we come constant. All right, so that's, that's, what you you. that's what you call it. Well, we were in the same room, like we were like we were close enough. The, the um, listener is Mark Compton's quick answer. Exactly. Um, did you? So you put your ring on sweet him? No, you couldn't because it was a it was a closing. It was a gala. But yeah, yeah I, I saw what it was, but you sent a photo which made it look like you could easily have just walked over there and spoken to him. Yeah. Were you nervous? You, was getting, you, know, you he were was, nervous. He was getting interviewed. Right, what am I going to do? Go up and interview him myself. Now, yeah. what I was hoping yeah. for, what would have been the ideal situation? See if I'd been at the, the film that he was at, as in he was there earlier, and there was a Q&A with him. If I could have asked a question, that would have been bold as brash. Well, you can on the podcast. There you go. Everyone else oh. would be asking about the film and acting and all that. Who cares about that kind of stuff? Do you want to come on the football pod? That'd have been us. We'd have that in. We'd have been there. We'd have been there. What you need to do is tweet the picture of not the not the one of him on stage because that could have been anyone. Um, the one the when one... I'm stalking him. The one when I'm like, as if I'm like casually taking a picture of like yeah, the audience. Post that one. And then people can decide whether or not you could have got there or not. Yeah. Whether your bottle crashed. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't touching distance. I would not have touched him to be honest, but. You might have had him. I would have. I'd have been straight over there. I honestly don't understand what earth you were playing at. So, uh, <laughs> I can say now, like, oh, like we never had a chance to speak that other day. Like, how do you fancy it? Come He'll on. be like, oh, if you'd come over, then I would have done. But obviously, oh, you were too nervous. But he looked, he, he was helping people as well. He was helping people to get to their seat. So you could have pretended that you needed that. I could have got him to help me to the toilet, but... That would never be appropriate, but they were giving Prosecco out before the film. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, I've just been doing rounds on that. Back round, back round we go. It's brilliant. Free Prosecco at the movie. I mean, that's, that's what a movie experience would be like. I actually went to the cinema on Saturday on my weekend off of horrid football, and it was very nice. Who did you see? Any celebrities? No, but I saw a no. film, though, it was good. No. And, I had, no. and I had Prosecco. Aye, but you bought that's it. Not, that's not you bought it. Yeah, you I brought it, it with me. Yeah. You, you, get you took it with you. Yeah. You hear mm. this? See, that's it. You are right. No, I think you'll find you actually can bring in your own um, snacks and items. Bring your own booze. You cannot bring your own booze to the cinema. No one says you can't. Where does it say that? She's a lawyer. Does any world say you're not allowed any hot food in? I don't want hot Prosecco. <laughs> exactly. The Prosecco was cold. It was delicious. <laughs> And it was very nice, and I enjoyed the film very much. What film did you see? Death on the Nile. Oh, you were telling us oh, that. Okay. And it was excellent. Us. Right, okay. So moving away from the media review section of the podcast. Can we do Josh's question? I like the fact that we were struggling for ages and what to do for tonight's episode. And I think it's. I think we've done very well. I think it's... Do you know what? This is one of the better ones, isn't it? It is yeah. much more fun. It has. It just shows you we don't need guests, do we? No, I know. Imagine speaking uh, Unless you want a guest. Aye, aye. Please do. No, we want the director's cut. <laughs> now you get like director's cut. What we'll do is we'll have the podcast with the bit that says about that for people that are not guests, just normal people. And then we'll, it's, we'll take it out for guests if we're promoting it. We'll, we love the guests. It's good. Right, oh, so we're going to have two edited... <laughs> we're telling yeah, you like you get, like, in keeping, in keeping with, like, DVDs. I don't know if people still buy DVDs, but, no, you, have, you ah, get a director's like cut. Or you'd get the special edition. Like, there'll be a special edition that's got a bit more extra information. So now we can do it a bit where we're... T- oh, we love the guests. Oh, how haven't the guests recently been fantastic? That type of thing. 
Right, and Chris edits this, yeah, and Chris is going to do two edits now. Aye, but aye, I mean, yeah. Fine, cool, yeah. Does he know about that, yeah? Well, he does now. That's all right. Oh, does now, there you go, perfect. Thank we'll you, Chris, we'll thanks so much. Prosecco. We'll put him in Prosecco, no. Thanks so much, Chris, for hard work you do. Smart off ice, actually. There's more of a smart off ice bag. Right, okay, Josh's question. <laughs> the best, so you said earlier about, like, top contributions to the podcast, and it might end up being Josh, and he's not on the podcast. Yeah, we should we shouldn't we should just claim that it's one of our own questions. One of us. Aaron came up with this question, right? That's it. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's he going to say? No, I came up with it, and then people just tweet him and say, "You're not even a real podcast person," and that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Are you even real? Okay, you both know the question as well as me. Oh, mind you, have to ask it because Aaron, you're worried that we're going to have the same answer, aren't you? Yeah. So you said you've talked about your one on this before, right? Sh- what we'll do, right? Have you got that paper there or a phone? You can write it, yes. and we'll show it. Jeff can do a three-two, like as if it was paper rock scissors. Right, I'm going to go in my notes. Oh, mind you, can I put that in big writing? Uh, ah, yeah, it's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll go I'm gonna, it. you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. Um, oh, this is fun, isn't it for everyone? Yes, isn't it? Like, I'm no, gonna write it out with my finger on Insta. Oh, Insta. good thinking. I like you can do to create your own. Yeah. Right. Oh, like good. a story type the story type thing yeah and I'm going to type it in big letters on this right aye create your own right okay what if you know this I mean absolutely I, brilliant I, 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 I do feel like we radio is surely the next step oh this is so okay so this is okay so I'm typing right, wait, right now wait a minute because I'm trying to remember how to do the whole create your own thing I don't really do it what's currently happening listener is, uh, is, is John is desperately trying to oh god I've got it I've got it right okay Okay, can I'm you, gonna hold mine up on the screen. Can you do it just right? <laughs> no one can see this. I'm, I'm, trying my, I'm trying to use my fingertip. Uh, I've typed. Uh, it's still not that big, though. It's still not that big. You make the font bigger. I've zoomed in. Yeah, you can make it bigger with a little arrow, and I've zoomed in on it. What arrow? Wait a minute. You're on Instagram, oh. like on the left. If you're in your story, if you just go create. I have got that, but you're saying you can make it bigger. My oh, mind fills the screen now. Oh, I could have drawn. I could have drawn it. Wait a minute. I've oh. zoomed in. That this is like this is. These are just two. And this isn't going to be the same two goals, is it? Two crudely drawn fallacies. No. This is going to be two different goals. Like it's It's uh, going to be so good if it is. Win, lose, or draw, or something. Oh no, that is that his first name. Yes. Oh, I did. Right. Okay. So now I'm like, I don't know if it's the same person. Oh, the only God. requirement was that it was a like my, my writing here is not... I think you'll be able to tell, right, when we show it, okay? The only requirement here was that it was a goal that was meaningless. That was it. Yeah, so... Best oh, goal sorry, yeah, so that was meaningless. Goal, your best goal that you've seen scored that didn't ultimately actually change the result, didn't matter if your team lost, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay. Jeff, you need to do some kind of, like, paper, rock, right. scissors, three, two, one, countdown. Why would you do paper, rock, scissors for a three, two, one countdown? Ah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so I'll okay. count three, two, one, and then no, but no, because you can't, because you're in the you're okay, one of Jeff, the participants. Three, two, one. You need to have a, uh, an adjudicator. Okay, Jeff, uh, let's go. Right, three, two, one. That's that's close. Oh, what? oh! <laughs> he said that. Oh, is Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he said Rory. Ah. That's why I was a bit like, you can't remember this boy's name. And I've oh, got Lewis oh, Ferguson. So there we go. It's Lewis Ferguson actually. Burnley away. So people yeah, so will remember Lewis Ferguson at Burnley away. Yes. The banks for that goal. And uh, the thing is, it wasn't so much even the fact that it was like the celebration. Have you seen it? It's an amazing overhead kick. I, Beauty. I had a mate was at that game. 
And that could also we were level at that point, and we were potentially going. Well, we were hoping. We ended up losing. I think what did we lose three one went out four two in aggregate, but still, yeah. it was amazing. Right. Okay. So, there, there we go. Like so, it wasn't. Uh, Can't believe that was two different goals. No, but I, 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 no one, does anyone know my goal yet? Because obviously you said about yours, right? So I, I'll tell. Yours is Rory Farlan. Mine's is Rory Farlan for Aberdeen against Tibbs in the semi final. Yes, that, fine. That, that that might be. I still think that's the best goal I've seen live. I don't. In terms of being at a game, I don't think I've seen a better goal. To be fair, mine was uh, John McGinn against Sheffield Wednesday because I was in the stand behind that goal when it went in and it kissed the suspension as it went through. What a goal, what a goal. Pointless because we lost 2 1. But yeah, it might be is. not as many people might not know that goal. Like Lewis Ferguson, B Burnley, yes. Most people, I think, will have seen that. I will retweet it because I would one say of the best goals I've ever people seen. have probably seen Farland's goal, but maybe not because we lost. Like, I believe Farland obviously said that was yeah. good, but. Maybe other fans didn't get the luxury of seeing that goal. So maybe we need to tweak these goals Aye. for those Don't that haven't seen them. Probably what we should do, we should have Instagram storied that thing, that game, and put it up through the podcast account and thought we'd be like, ah, right, okay, that's what they did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Next time we will do this more pre-planned. Unbelievable, it was a different goal. We were convinced it was Honestly, going to be the same goal. Three, for three hours, they've not told each other what the goal was because they it's a good one as well. It's an absolute beauty of a strike, that one. Oh, that, I, that was But I'll basically like, a, um, was it not like a, just a looped like volley? It was Aye. brilliant. It was, uh, I, I have said before, the feeling, uh, I think I've said, it was quite orgasmic, to be honest. As close to, like football, you have these moments, out of body experiences with certain goals. It was one of those you could not believe, especially the fact that Rory Fallon did not really score many goals for us. But when yeah, he scored, they were pretty, usually pretty decent. To be fair, the link for this entire segment was uh, <laughs> was uh, St. Mary's goal on Saturday night. So we should have said that at some point along the way. Oh, yeah, that's why we were talking about this. <laughs> nah, yeah, we, we just thought folk could assume. We, we folk don't even care about that now. They're just, they actually now are going, oh, we, lost. I wish we'd seen the video of that game. Folk are we doing that now? This is a new game that could take over. It's better than what did you eat at a football match? Mm. Is that price. goal of the season? Like, well, well, that be beaten? Rodin's uh, I don't know. I don't think it can, but let's be honest, today. when it goes to the vote, it will be not that goal. All right. To be fair, that, uh, who is the one itself? The Japanese boy who keeps scoring screamers? Oh, yeah, Hatati. Hatati, I. No, I think so Rodin, sure I'm giving it to Rodin. Well done, Rodin Keaton. It's the way you did it, it's casual, isn't it? Like, uh, what a boy. They say you should never fall in love with No, but I have seen Ronan Keating's nephew <laughs> play football. That's a, that's who, a is, who is Ronan Keating's nephew? Um, so, yeah, so. Is it James? Why do you all find this like <laughs> mental? It's just a really random person. So I think you, you say it best when you say nothing at all. This is a good fact. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, well, are you excited? Like, genuinely, I'm like... Where did you yeah. see it? So, who, who is it, first of all? Uh, his name is Ruri Keating. Right, okay. And I saw him playing for Torquay. Oh, oh right. Uh, oh. Torquay Stadium's quite nice. 
He was quite good. Was he good? It was all right, yeah. Little known fact, or maybe not a little known fact, this is maybe shows my that I used to have a good knowledge of useless information. Nicky Byrne of Westlife, I think that was who it was, was a f- goalkeeper in Leeds Youth System before he joined Westlife. I love a good little fact like that. Like that one? Yeah. Not just a hat rack. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> My missus said I have to do that now. Like I say that, I like that saying. It's one of my favourites. But she says it's probably better if you actually point to your head when you say it. I just think it's granted that you would understand it. That's what it means. You do always have a hat on. So if any hat companies want to sponsor us. (laughs) We take back what we said about guests earlier. Any hat guests would be fantastic. Who would be the dream hat? Maybe, oh, <laughs> the man from Del Monte. I don't think I could pull that off. Like the Panama. Oh, it's, it's the question. topical, topical, where, like what we were talking about earlier. Panama Would it be made of paper? No, right, okay. Uh, who, who, what are, what are, I'm not, see, I'm not a berry man, I don't think. I have one here then. Uh, we could go for a trilby because it's the only link to George Galloway in every team he supports. Trilby. Mm. Don't know if a trilby would go with my my style. I think we should go to the football. I have side got a, actually, I've, I've got a picture of me in a trilby, I think. <laughs> on a random night out. Aaron, is yours not like a top hat? I think I'd like a top hat. Top hat or top cat? Top hat is the one that I use for Monopoly. I'm always the top hat. Yeah, I like the top hat, actually. I think you could pull it off. Is it a top hat? Yeah, I think it's top, yeah, top hat. What I like the top hat. What would be your Monopoly piece? Oh, it's a ship. It's a ship all the time. Oh, I, that, oh, that, that would be in the Navy. <laughs> no, maybe no. some... Do you sometimes go to car? Because I think you're going to race around because you're in the car. Like, no, though, my nephew does. We need, to move <laughs> it. we need to move it, obviously, ourselves. My nephew thinks that way. Doesn't understand how the concept that you've only got two dice. Has anyone ever bought a city Monopoly game that's not London? Oh yeah, I've got two. What ones you got? I've got Glasgow and I've got uh, Worcester. <laughs> Erin? No, but I think they're really cool. You can make your own. Can you? Yes. Create oh, your own cool. Monopoly board. That's quite good. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a... In Spain, there's a Liga Monopoly board. Play by various La Liga clubs. So, if there was a SFF podcast Monopoly board, what would we have on it? That's a good yes, question. Go first. Oh, that, this is this is like not in any script at all. This instead, is instead of the stations, we could just have various pies. Yes. I had the Dora and Chili Pie at Shots oh, on Saturday, and it was very decent. I was surprised. £1.30, and the good thing was, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is like when you're doing the whistling. Oh, it's doing the same. It's it's here, right? It wasn't on the board. The what? Woman set, the woman, so the boy got the last chicken curry pie, Okay. Absolute yeah. out, outrage in the queue when folk found out he'd get the last chicken curry pie. So, to soften the blow, she says to me, 
if we get Dora and chili pies, I'm like, mm, thank you. It was like it was like kind of felt like a, it was like a under the counter, yeah, under the counter pie. pie. They are good. Like they it are was good. good. What? You basically just say to you like, here's a secret pie that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> like, like was there meant to be like? I don't understand. Why were they not advertised? I don't know. I think what had happened is. Pal would take a big travelling support, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes caterers at football grounds are maybe not quite prepared for how many pies Talbot fans will buy. Okay? Yeah. So football fans love a pie. Correct. This is before the game, half an hour before the game. One mm-hmm. lucky to get in so early. <laughs> the lad, as I say, gets a large chicken curry pie. So if you had been if you had been with us on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we'd have probably gone ladies first, being chivalrous. You would have got the pie. But would I? Well, maybe. But if we'd gone for the youngest person, because that's you'd like the youngest person to eat first. Would you? Maybe you'd like the oldest person to eat first. Do you? Uh, they didn't go first. Aye. I think I would say, well, yeah. Because you'd have been gutted. The chicken cut, last chicken curry pie is gone. Well, the ladies first, isn't it? How, however, how the however, goes. however. On that list of pies, steak, mince, chicken curry, which is now gone. Do, 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 do. Macaroni, the macaroni was on there. List. Macaroni was there. Yeah, I'm getting the macaroni right. then. That's, I'm fine the with the macaroni, thanks. It would have softened the blow. I'm fine with the macaroni, yeah. I'm good. But it's not, so it's not on the... This, as you can see, you've heard that list of pies. Dora and Shelley was not there. Well, yeah, but I've not heard that because I got the macaroni and I'm gone now. I've left. But she told me. So I'm getting, the, I'm getting the, like, the special guest pie that isn't even on the special floor. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm not interested. I'm back in the stand eating my pie. I've got macaroni. No. But I don't, I don't know if there was any macaroni pies left. Because we never asked for macaroni pies. They could have been gone. But oh, you know. I think there probably was some. It was good. She and it was... Secret pie. Right. How much did you say you paid for a pie... Uh, I can tell you it was £2.90 at Tynecastle £2.80 I on Saturday £1.30 Excellent, that's fantastic Two pies, bottle of orange look as aid I think it was £3.60 Unbelievable, I got a steak pie as well And it was good So Keep on telling you Erin Two of the lower leagues and you'll get good Cheap value with your pies. And well, this does sound good, to be fair. I see. I, I, I keep on chipping away and getting people to go to lower league games. It's all about the food. Um, I know I am quite impressed with that. Um, I obviously wasn't at a game at the weekend, but I did go out for brunch. No, no, that, no, no. It was nice, that's, though. Uh, that's morning. That's last morning. What was your brunch? It was a nice brunch. What? Was it a pie? Did you have a pie? No. I think that's pie. Mental. Right, what did you, what, you have? I had some French toast with... Um, what else did I have? It had, was French oh, toast. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right, I need to ask the question, right? Because yes. I've been disappointed before. Okay. When I grew up and I had French toast, it was made the proper way. What do you call the proper way? Savoury. Yeah, uh-huh, savory. Right, went on holiday to Mexico. Breakfast, breakfast menu looked tremendous. I had enchiladas for breakfast. 
you could, it was like, eat what you want, pick off the menu. Oh, brilliant French toast is on the menu. I'm like, right, I'm having some of that. It came covered in sugar. No, thank you. That is to me is not French toast. I want my no, I bread, French toast, savoury. No, I'll maybe, and I heard this was good and I, try, I have tried it, it was all right. A bit of bacon on it, absolutely not bad. I do not want sugar on my French toast. Uh, Jeff? I'm not, I, I put sugar on it, but I'm not, I don't, I don't like French toast, full stop, really, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, it's not for me, I don't, I don't take it at all. So it was not, it was proper French toast, good. To be fair, the best brunch to go in is Eggs Benedict with Orkney black pudding, Stone Away black pudding, rather. Story of black pudding enhances the everything. Oh, yeah, and if it really touches it, it's, it's unanimously better. Put it on a pork chop, that's the pork. That's what I'm having for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> Scallops, story of black pudding. Uh, welcome back to the food podcast. Erin, yeah, what else did you have? Same. French toast, what else? Um, so it was savoury French toast. Good. And it was with um, like a chilli satay, avocado, and buttermilk chicken. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so see a French toast, was the French toast separate to that, or like was it a French French toast, toast was like the bread for that. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. right, okay, that's changed the game. Yeah. It was very good. What was the filling again? Chicken, chilli satay? Yeah, so it was like um, French toast, and then it was like chilli satay, there was buttermilk, crispy chicken, it was very good, avocado, a right. little bit of chilli oil. Little bit right. micro herbs. See the chili. <laughs> like, see the chili. Was it normal chili or sweet chili? Normal chili. That, that's that. good as well. I don't like sweet chili on my savoury. No, I'm not a fan of sweet chili. Yeah, I was impressed overall. Very impressed. Okay, ten out of ten. Five or five out of five. Sorry. Um, five five out of five. Brunch, yeah. In the top five brunches. Actually, yeah, of recent times, 100. percent Really nice. Recent times, right? Okay, good. Yeah, I, was I, take it, I think it was about £3.62, probably, roughly. Uh, okay, don't give away the price. But, it wasn't um, ridiculous either for Edinburgh, that's right. what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that, that means it's probably less than 50 quid. Uh, what else is on the board? The SFF podcast Monopoly board. Tawdry. Right, okay. Because I, I reckon we, we could actually end up making this. It would be maybe quite good. Well, that make them so, penny. Our Christmas present to each other. On Monopoly, <laughs> on Monopoly, the punishment you go to jail. What would our punishment be? You have to refer to the league as the cinch because that pattern is brutal. No, but where but we yeah, no, but to, I do that all the time what's anyway. The, what's going to be the, the the space on the board we go to when we've been bad? Punishment. Celtic Park away there. Away, away Restricted view. Celtic Park's restricted view. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> I um, I do call it the cinch, and I enjoy calling it the cinch thoroughly. That's the sponsor of the the league. What's the four stations going to be? The leagues. <laughs> well, I bet it's more than four leagues. Don't want to get too complicated. Now. We just uh, so it's just that it's just our top. Yeah, um, why don't you just have pies or everything? Pie, oh, mm, pies. Oh, we could do uh, hot drinks that go alongside with pies. Do you go for Do you go for coffee? Do you go for tea? Would we have it like, see, instead of like hotels or areas, would we have it as like football stadiums? Yeah. So like Old Kent Road and Whitechapel would be be like Kildon Beef and 
That's just as much better games to play. We should have done this because I don't actually know all the state. I don't actually know all the uh, bits on the off table. I, I, I think I, I think I can. So Mayfair and Park Lane. That's your premium properties. Hamden. <laughs> no one says Hamden's premium. Uh, it, it, it's, going to, it's going to be the expensive one, isn't it? It's going to be Ibrox and Celtic Park, isn't it? Uh, see, for the, this is this one. See, for the energy company in the water place, what would you have there instead? Because they're complicated. Would they just be the right. pubs? Let me think. So, water comes Sky, um, Sky Sports and Premier Sports for those. Oh, no. <laughs> no. They're just as complicated oh. to work out how we use. Oh, what would be the energy and water? Sky, uh, Sky Sports and Premier Sports. I know, but we yeah. don't want Sky Sports on it, do we? Uh, we just to speak to the market. Yeah, because then we'll get the, be then we'll get the advertising money from them. Oh, uh, oh you did. They want to be kids too. Like, uh, only us. This. Tell, tell the listeners too. <laughs> if you could come up with an idea, I reckon this board could be a bestseller by the same. Now we would also probably. Need to have our sponsors on it. That could be the return to go collect manscaped venture. I like <laughs> it. I like it. I like instead of like your oh, you've won a second prize in a beauty competition. Yeah. So you win first prize in a beauty competition when you yeah. show you're down below after you've had the one more four point zero out and given yourself a wee treatment. Yeah. It should be added that you should do that in public. We just wipe it out in public, you're gonna get pulled no, off. No, no, I but don't. if you have used the Manscaped product, you will not. So no, don't, don't, don't get out in public. No, you can use it in the shower, though. That's all right. Use it in your house, use it in your own privacy. Give your, you could even maybe, if you wanted, give yourself a wee Monopoly piece shaved in. Good, you could make up your own Monopoly piece. You could have an M above it for Monopoly. Precision trimming. You, get you, could do the cinch, you could do the cinch logo. Oh, you could. You could. Dude, right before a big, like a busy line. weekend of cinching. <laughs> cinching, like, become a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> cinching is like taking on a new different uh, term there. Like, it's like... Sounds like it could be something else. So if you say you've been cinched... Did you, were you, that, did, uh... did you have a good cinching at the weekend? <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Yeah. Aye, aye. So? Fine. It's yeah. after nine o'clock. You've been cinched. Uh, so the code nowadays is SFF20. The letters are in capital letters, obviously 20 is just numbers. You can't even numbers in capital letters. So uk.manscaped.com. 20% free shipping. Get involved. Don't send us your designs. Oh, please do not send us your designs because that's not allowed. Designs, send them through to R. Kilverton uh, 91. <laughs> bleep bleep um, so yeah they would have to go on there we should say as well and we did say it last week Supernova Terrace where I've got the new range out spring summer you can still buy the hats and scarves because it's still a bit cold but they've got polo shirts new polo shirts coming out they've got new shorts good for the summer get your legs out just make sure the shorts are long enough to cover your design from earlier for the previous sponsor Good range of products, so look on there, supernovaterrasware.com. 
and well, treat yourself, treat someone else. I've got to stay sick. That way, yes. would love all products that they sell on there. Uh, and if you are the partner of a mother, then you could enjoy the manscaped as well. Did you say a pop? Too far. Partner, ah, yeah. partner of the mother. See, see, see. Is the sense that's where we come up with it. The children will be buying the products for the mother, hopefully. As long as they are of age to buy presents. That should be how it is. It shouldn't be that your partner buys your present. Put the pressure on the child. Child, they get enough pocket money these days. What is it nowadays? Per 10 out a week? It's a recession, so mine not get it. Mm. <laughs> so, get a wee present. I mean, I'm sure, Erin, would your mum, she would maybe pick a wee something from uh, Supernova Terraceware for our, for our Mother's um, Day? She would actually, well, she might like a little scarf for when she goes out a walk, keep warm. I, yes, Rupert the Bear, you can get a Rupert the Bear one. She does it's like Rupert. Colour. Does like Rupert, top five bear. She's, a, fan of, she's a big fan of Rupert. She, I don't know if Rupert's in her top five bears, right, but I know we she's need to find that out. We need that information. Shall I report back next week? I think we need, to, well, I think you're not on next week. Is that not the I'm story? actually not on next week and I'm not on for a couple of weeks. So I know everyone's oh. going to be upset. This is like a cliffhanger. You know, like, uh, like it's like season two and then season three. So this is like a cliffhanger. You'll be back like later on and it'll be like, we'll find out. Folk will be like, oh, all over like social media, what is Erin's mum's top five bears? Yeah, because I won't actually be on for a few weeks. Oh my God. I know, I we're going to Gender luster's all contained in its island. Um, I think there'll be some complaints, but... It'll be the greatest comeback since 30 then. It'll be, can you imagine my first week back? Also, probably my first week <laughs> record back. Record numbers, be... probably record numbers just to find out top five bears. But also probably my first week back, you might have actually won a game. I think all, all the listeners are now on Hank Cliffhangers are thinking of the fact that Erin's mom is a Rangers fan with her top five bears. I don't know. She's, what, she's not. I don't know what people will be like tuning in for more on the thought of Aberdeen winning their first game in a while this year in the league or top five bears. Top five bears is excellent. I think probably top five bears. Um, yeah, if anyone has suggestions though for other board spaces on our SFF podcast Monopoly board tweet us at SFF podcast and let us know as humorous as you want as long as it's kind of it's not sensitive material yeah Adam to bed's the best bet what's that? Adam to bed's the best bet everyone likes Paddington oh, have you seen the Paddington films? Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got a school child. <laughs> don't, actually, don't, don't you kid on it? You, it was you watched it before this whole time. Oh, I love. Oh, I like Sorry, I like the TV show. The thing to that sung by Gary Barlow. Okay, so okay. And do you know who voiced Paddington? Martin Copson. No. <laughs> yeah, some connection that. <laughs> um, no, do you actually do you not know? No, I don't. So I think you've maybe told us before, but it's maybe slipped my mind. No, it's like a, um I need to get this correct. Well, let's play the game. Play the game. Play the game. Because I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Okay, so right. You put the you put the <laughs> well, name on your head. Put well, no, because you won't. No, because it's not. No, I think I've got good. No, I could maybe get there. <laughs> no, but so. Well, you you said it as if like it's someone that we would. I mean, is it someone I would maybe know? Yeah, but it's not right. someone you would think about in this context. No, no, that's not their right, job. Get, get it on your head. They their get, job is not head. this. 
Get your name on the head. Fine, okay. Right. Is it a man? Yes. Are they an actor? No, not really. No. Not really. Yes or no? Um, they did this piece of work, but are they an actor? No. Are they a musician? Uh, no. Are they a footballer? No. Oh. Are they a chef? No. Are we on about in the actual films? Are we on about in something else? Would you say, what did you say? Where in the... No, are we on about the films or are we on about the TV series? The films. Are they? I mean, I do know I Googled it. That's not the point. <laughs> are, are, they, are they ever on TV, apart from being in Paddington Bear? Yes, they're on TV. And none of these professions that I've seen. I mean, no one even does anything apart from those professions these days on TV, do they? Yes. Have they been on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out Here? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have they been on Big Brother? No. Are they under 40? Ooh, let me double check how old this person is. They are uh, in James Bond films. No, they are over 40. Wait, 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 rewind. So, Jeff is just given a clue. Are they in James Bond films? No. Uh, oh, I thought it was a clue. I was going, what? Well, she said, he's, she said listen, earlier on, said not an actor. <laughs> said not an actor. No, not like an actor doing acting at the moment or anything, or repeating and stuff. No, no, no. And I said musician, so it's not Snoop Dogg. Uh, I imagine. I thought everyone knew this because it's been on Twitter. Who do you think it is? Unless you're looking out for it, then, I mean, I'm not really searching Paddington Bear stuff. Well, no, but it's been on Twitter because what I can tell you is the person's been on TV a lot recently. A lot recently. The actor who does the voice for Paddington Bear. He plays Q in James Bond films. So so they're on... on... No, no. No. I don't want... want, This game's quite good, but... They're on TV at the moment for a reason because. Is it Prince Andrew? No. No, okay. does not do Anthem Devils. There's a topical reason that they're on TV. Topical reason. A sad current event reason. Is it Vladimir Putin? Close. The lassie who. Boris Johnson. You're close on, on. You're in the right category for their job now. Aye, aye, that's why I went Boris Johnson next, right, okay. Uh, is it your pal Michael Gough? No, you were <laughs> closer when you were over that way, the east. Over, oh, over to the east? Sorry, well, oh. when you said Putin, you were close, oh, geographically. Right, so I need to think of my European politicians. Uh, right, uh, is it, oh, were... uh, Levensky? Yes, he was an actor and comedian and he voiced Paddington in the Ukrainian versions of the films. Oh, they, I, but you could, no, no, wait a minute. Ah, right. God, that's a, that's that's a No, that's uh, fair. That's a really, that's a really interesting fact. No, right, no, I've been, I mean, that, that is, game has not been played fairly. That's, right, that's I am competitive. There was no talk of Ukrainian Paddington Bear. I think that's a good fact. I know, I knew that one, though. If we, if I don't, the game is getting played clean. You said, do you know the Ukrainian version of Yes. Bears? Well, yeah, and then you would have got it straight away and it would have been a fun game. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Are you, competitive? Are you competitive at board games too? Zoshenko would have been my first one. Yeah, but I'm going to win the... I'm going to win our Monopoly board game. You have duped me. It's a good fact though, isn't it? It is a good I knew fact. that one though. Oh, you're, oh, you're okay. sneaky. 
that out you're leaving the podcast for a few weeks with that kind of sickness. Jeff, we will need to review the contract situation. Suspension rather than a I mean the contract does not have much left to run. Old firm facts have been trying to negotiate. Old firm facts one. And I've not and I've not gone to old firm facts, have I? So far. We'll be we'll be it'll be one of those garden leaf situations. Garden leaf. I wouldn't I wouldn't go to old firm facts, that would be unfair. Exactly. You will be in the garden mowing the lawn and you'll be podcastless. I've lost <laughs> I just sometimes do a guest appearance on Old Firm Facts. We know that. Because people like that. I Have you been on, more, been on more than once? No, just the once so far. Ah, yeah, that, that's not sometimes. That's right. That, that's like me. So far. It's a bit like what I say to like, and this is everyone's doing it, and it's like two people. <laughs> All my friends have done it. <laughs> um, right okay is that a wrap did we have anything else we did want to maybe discuss or are we actually done in less than two hours I think we're done um, we're all looking forward to a bit of football at the weekend back to some excellent cinching I was at football at the weekend I was loving it good pies yeah secret pies round the counter pies <laughs> under the counter maybe maybe I think we used to do funny podcast titles. I think that might have to be the podcast title for this week. Secret pies under the counter. What she give you her secret pie? <laughs> also, get... everyone, everyone will definitely listen because they'll be so interested to hear about secret pies under the counter. Yes, it's like a euphemism a bit, doesn't it? It's <laughs> just not. <laughs> <laughs> only just, only just. Yeah, I think uh, there was a talk last week. Uh, James and she put over messages and said how. I was quite deadpan when someone mentioned about dry pies, and I said no one likes a dry pie instantly. And he that we got some feedback. Most of the feedback we get is about food, not about football chat. Not, no, no. You'll be in for a treat in this episode. Then. Music, pies, food, lots of interaction. Who's going to win the Who's going to win the Ayrshire Derby? <laughs> no one cares. Kelly. But yeah, it's already happened. Yeah, that, yeah, like. yeah, it happened. Yeah, yeah, well, well done. Thank you. It's like quantum leap here. I'm very, very good at these predictions. That's in the future. Okay, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, it was nice to be just regulars, wasn't it? But we love the guests. We do love the guests. And we will have guests. Some point in the future. Next week? Yes, someone, we will. Someone will turn up and we'll, we'll be. Oh, we will, we will. Okay. Um, Thank you. Goodbye. Au revoir. Thank you.